so sorry where I have allowed this world, Lord, through this time of fasting, it's it's like the devil's attacking, Lord, and it gets hard sometimes to pray, and Lord, there are times when you're calling so hard, and Lord, may I be obedient and not distracted. Lord, this is the hour and the time you have called us, Lord, to a depth in prayer like we have never known, and so Lord, I ask that you would take me to that place that Daniel was at, Lord where he was literally, Lord, not only repenting for himself, but for the nation he felt, Lord, in his heart, he knew the sins that Israel had committed against their God. And there was a deep depth of compassion that was in his very inner being. Lord, help me and the listeners here on the Remnant Call, Lord, to understand the depth of your heart right now at this hour, Lord. This is the time. This is the moment. And Lord, we need you now more than ever. I pray the show would be according to your word and your will. And I ask it in Yeshua's name. Amen. Folks, I'll tell you right now, when you want to fast and seek the Lord, Don't be surprised when all hell breaks loose because it will break loose. It's breaking loose and it will continue to break loose. I've realized my wife and I were talking this week. It would have been easier to just not fast because when you don't fast, well, things do fall apart. But it seems like when you do fast, the devil comes to attack. But is that what we want? The devil comes to attack because he knows that you are trying to seek your God with all your heart, and he's doing whatever he can to bring people against you. You would not believe the attacks my wife personally has had uh, since starting this Daniel fast. It's been ridiculous. I I mean, unbelievable. People coming out, saying things, uh, just, I don't even want to get into it. It's just so crazy and outrageous and and understanding even work, things just going nuts uh, over uh, the attacks and what's going on with the enemies and and, and what he's trying to do. And, And I realize it's because we want to know what our God's will is. And if we could just stop, go back, grab our food, eat again, you know, get off the Daniel fast, go back and do it, and it'll be so much easier. But folks, this is what happens when you want to go deeper with the Lord. It's not God punishing you. It's the devil coming at you. And God is teaching us that we can truly live by faith, not by food, but by every word that proceeds from the very mouth of the living God. That is what the Lord is trying to show us. And if we will stick through this thing, the Lord will give breakthrough. But so often we want to get out immediately. Folks, I'm telling you, I know the feeling. I've been there. I wanted to get out before. We don't like the trials. We don't like the the pressures and the sufferings like that. But folks, it's for a season, but God has something greater in store for us. He wants to do a work in us like we have never known in this world. And folks, this is the hour we keep talking about. It is upon us right now. But I want to read a verse with you here, and you, you remember it in the Bible, and I want to encourage you with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting in verse 8, it says this, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. 
For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Paul was reminding us that in his weakness, it's when the Lord's strength is made perfect. It's in that spot when we don't have the power, when we don't feel it anymore. We don't, we are like, Lord, I don't know if I can take it. It's in that moment that God's strength begins to shine through because in our strength, we have proven time and time again that we will fail that we will walk away from the Lord, that we will get distracted and we will get separated. But in the weakness of our flesh, when we allow God to come in, his strength will begin to shine through. He will make a difference. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Folks, there is something... I don't use the word magical because I don't believe in magic, but there's something miraculous that happens when you make God your delight, your focus, your meditation, your your study. It, you will begin to grow in, in the waters of, of, of God's holiness and righteousness will be poured upon us and we will bring forth good fruit. But folks, sometimes the, when you put a seed into the ground, the only way that seed can grow is if it dies and breaks open. And when the seed breaks open, that's when the nutrients from the earth will come in folks it's when we break open that the nutrients nutrients of the spirit of the living god begins to pour in us and we begin to grow out and spring forth rivers of living waters folks god is calling us in this hour to allow him to work that work yes it's easy to take the path of just living in our own self-righteousness and doing what we think's right but to actually honestly for a moment Sit back and let God do a work in us, folks. It will change you and it will change others around you. Listen, we have a problem. We have a problem. I want to read with you. We touched briefly on this last week with Brother Jamie, and I've been thinking about a lot about the issue we have as a people in walking in the form of our own godliness, the power of our own godliness, not in his, but the form of our own power. Listen to this, Second Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 1. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning and catch this, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Folks, that's 
what happens when you walk in the power of your own form of godliness. Because when you walk in that power, you then create a God that conforms to what you want him to do, and he gives you the power that you desire to have in your own form, and you make up a false God, or it's the devil or something else, in order to perceive or in order to deceive or to let other people believe that you are somehow walking in this ultra mega holiness, but actually humbling yourself. And lying down and praying and repenting, prostrate, seeking the Lord on our faces and crying out unto him and allowing him to break us, which will bring forth the true holiness. We must keep up this persona that somehow we're perfect and we want other people to know how holy and righteous we are. Folks, God doesn't have time for that. God doesn't have time for that. When I read some of the comments that people put on the YouTube pages uh, that I've seen past times, some of them, you know what? Honestly, YouTube deletes stuff, but sometimes I hear stuff so crazy, I just delete it. You know what? If you've been deleted, sorry. Uh, you know what? It's my YouTube channel. Go post on someone else if you don't like what you like that I deleted it. But sometimes I hear people say the most outrageous, self-righteous form of their own godliness without one ounce of grace and mercy for people, without an ounce of the fruit of the Spirit showing forth. The Bible is very specific, folks. It's, it's by their fruits ye shall know them. Not by how often they can prophesy, not by how much they think they can speak in tongues, not by all these different things. It is by their fruits you will actually know them. That's what we need to understand. And if we don't allow God to trim and to prune back our own uh, dry and dead branches, we will never bring forth that fruit that the Lord desires. And I was reading here, and I wanted to share with this, one of the dreams that Brother Demetri Dudeman had had, uh, I don't remember the exact year, um, it was 1993, December 9th, and it was called Examine Your Heart. And there's a lot of powerful things Brother Dudeman said, but I think this one is so important. It's not talked about. Uh, I've never heard a program that I can remember on it, but I think this is so important and we need to hear it right now. It's actually a prophecy. Many are those who sit neglectful, loving the world and the things of the world. Many seek the life of the earth, but they do not prepare themselves to meet the Holy One. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Do not be lazy. Terror and great pain is coming upon the earth. The devil will take upon himself power, and he will attempt to make war with the holy, but Christ, the victorious one, will come and will save his people. Proud men, all those who pretend to be teachers yet never living the life, all those who say they worship me, yet their hearts are far from me, says the Lord. Folks, this are you listening to what's being said right here? I'm continuing on. I will make them part of the suffering torment and terror so they will call upon me but i will not answer 
Those that today humble themselves and seek me with a clean heart in that day, the hard day will be glad and will rejoice. The power of the devil will increase greatly in this country and many Christians will fall in its chains because they have dishonored me with their lives in their pride, their arrogance, and their vanity, thinking they are holy and worshiping me, yet never really worshiping me. The wind and the storms that will be against the Christians in this country will take many. Those who remain standing will be very few. Humble yourselves, be holy, seek me more than ever, kneeling before me often that in the hard days I may save you, says the Lord. Folks, I don't know if you just understood But Brother Demetrius was prophesying via the Spirit of the Lord. Was that what's coming now in these last days? There are so many out there that have such a form of godliness that are act like great teachers, but they're never even living the life. There are those who don't have time to humble themselves and to fast and pray and seek the Lord. And God says, I'm going to bring some torment. And that day, very few there are that are actually going to seek me. Now, don't give up. Because he said very few. That is actually totally biblical. It's in the Bible. Very few is still a lot out of 7 billion people on this earth. What I'm trying to say, though, is that we cannot deceive ourselves nor wait any longer to begin this practice of the discipline of humbling ourselves before the Lord. It's not because we are trying to demand his favor upon us. We are simply crying out and saying, God, without you, we cannot do this. We cannot. We have walked in the power of our own form of godliness for too long. And yes, you may never think you have, but if you honestly look back over your life so many times when you have done things yourself, when you have not sought the Lord, how often have we had things go astray when we should have just stopped for a moment and sought the Lord's face and allowed him to answer? Sometimes no answer is an answer. If you don't get any peace, I, I, folks, I remember one time years ago, I was talking about, hey, you know, listen, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I, or, I was sharing with a group of uh, pastors and different uh, minister, uh, people that were in leadership uh, about how I was waiting on the answer for the Lord and how the Lord was answering me on how to go and actually switch jobs years ago and how the Lord shared with me. I, I put some fleeces out, very specific things, and God worked in amazing ways. I didn't want to move unless I heard from the Lord. I had no peace. I needed peace before I was ready to do something. And when I shared that later on, one of the the pastors came up to me and said, well, I don't understand all that stuff you're talking about. I think God blesses you in whatever you do. And I'm thinking, you're a pastor and you don't even know how to wait upon an answer from the Lord. We want an answer sometimes so fast and God's not always ready to give it fast. Sometimes he takes, and many times it seems like he takes a while because he wants to know, are you willing to wait for the right answer? We are in this fasting time right now because we need the Lord. We're getting ready to come upon the Feast of Trumpets, beginning the 10 days of awe, of repentance, and seeking the Lord's face because Yom Kippur is coming. And then tabernacles. And we're folks, we're ultimately looking for the ultimate fulfillment of tabernacle when God himself will tabernacle with man. We're living in a time that God is demanding 
we humble ourselves so that we can seek and know and understand his will. Like we talked about last week, the sons of Issachar, they had understandings of the time, but they knew what Israel ought to do. Folks, we need to know what God wants us to do. Humble, wait patiently, seek God's guidance. Don't forget to be merciful to others. And remember, folks, we're all on a journey and not everybody always makes it to the same place you are at the same time. Don't forget that. There is a time for rebuking. Don't get me wrong. But there's also a time for love and grace and mercy. Don't forget to share it with others. They need it. You know, the Bible talks about in the book of Jude, two different ways of reaching people. There are those who need just love and grace and mercy. And there are those who need to be shook up and Holy Ghost slapped upside the head, if I could say that, without disrespect to the Lord. There's different, but we need to discern what a person needs. Listen to what it says in Jude. And some have compassion, making a difference. Meaning some people, they just need grace, mercy, compassion. And others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted to the flesh. Some people have to be told, hey man, listen, what you're doing is leading you down the wrong path. This is not the way to the kingdom. You need to wake up. What you're doing is killing you. And so often, that's honestly sometimes the only thing I ever hear. Or it's the other way, and all we ever hear is grace. Folks, we need to discern what people need to know. Because God is calling us to be witnesses in this hour. For years, people tried love and grace with me. But in all my times of drug addiction and everything else I did wrong and violence and all those things, it wasn't until one day the Lord got up me, a hold of me and shook me up and let me know, Frank, the way you're going is going to, you're going to die and you will end up in hell. And I remember that day the Lord broke through and showed me the truth of where my life was heading. I broke with a Holy Ghost breaking that you could never imagine, and I wept, and I cried out. And at that moment, I cried from the very depth of the bottom of my heart is when Jesus Christ came and saved my life. It's still the same God we're serving today. He's not giving up. Oh, no, he's just getting started. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, keep the faith. Keep in prayer. Keep pushing forward. Time is short. Don't give up. If you're under attack, know it's the devil hates you, but God loves you, and he will work his perfect will. There will come sunshine in the morning, but the hour, it can get very dark right before dawn. Don't give up. The breakthrough is just around the corner. Good night, everybody, and shalom. Lord your God is
Trumpet in Zion. 